goes off like this. Death. 
in the USA. away of every Christian enemy. It's a beautiful thing. Ha <laughs> ha 
of Revelation 12.1 of the bride standing on the moon is the importance 
of you and I overcoming witchcraft. Oh. Also known as strange fire and dead works. Dead Works is actually partnering with the spirit of religion to do something that's not authorized from the throne of the Father. There's no life in it. There's no actual obedience in it. It's not an actual sacrifice. It just looks like Christianity in the outside form. That's what Cain is. Cain is the external appearance of God but inwardly selfishness. So the overcoming of the bride standing on the moon is the overcoming of selfishness and religion, dead works, strange fire, all the Jezebelic sorceries of Babylon. To serve Christ inwardly in selfless agape love. Even though externally it looks like the devil to the blasphemers who are going to hell, internally it's the self-sacrifice in the formation of true agape love. Self-sacrifice looks demonic to the false sacrificers of Cain. That's why it's written, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil. And Jesus Christ said in the red letters, Beware that the light in you is not actually darkness. Because it has the external light. In the flesh realm, it looks like light. It's the angel of light that deceives. It's the angel of Cain. Satan and his angels. It's the angel that deceives with all the works of those who still are under the moon. Or under the curse of the fall under the wings of the fallen angels. So, when you rise up in the spirit of grace, you rise up above the moon. The bride's standing on the moon. The bride has overcome the witchcraft, which is the religion of Satan. She's overcome the tree of the knowledge of good. She's overcome her self-righteousness, her pride, and all of her works all of her attempts to save herself. That's what witchcraft is. The highest level of witchcraft is not a Wiccan group in the forest fairies. No, it's religion. Religion is the highest degree of witchcraft. And that's what nearly every Christian gets involved with after they're born again. Galatians 3.1 Having begun in the spirit, in the waters, will try to finish in the flesh, in the brain. Oh, you foolish Americans, who has bewitched you? Amen. So returning to the waters, which is returning to the spirit, to be built up like a rocket ship. Now, the more your brain is disconnected from the external and connected to the internal, the higher your soul will go in the spirit. And your soul has a lot of interior castle rooms. Teresa of Avila talked about the seven interior castles. In every room, in every castle, there's lights on or lights off. And every time you turn the lights on, by letting the glory come in, the living waters spring in, it removes selfishness. It removes pride, it removes lust, it removes reptiles. It removes crawling things and amphibians, frog spirits. It removes a demon spirit. 
Anytime there's the presence of darkness in a room that's not illuminated by truth, there's always unclean spirits. And the closer you are to someone who walks in glory, the more the temptation for those rooms to be strongholded by the enemy so that the people that walk closest to Jesus, you see, had the most temptations of Satan in order to shut him down. And that's why you guys deal with the highest level demonic all the time. This remnant of Joel's army deals with the highest level of spiritual warfare continuously. Now you can be in a place of rest, but the enemy will come through any part of someone who's unrenewed all the time to attack you, lest you go any deeper in the living waters, lest you form the city of Zion, lest you form the water temple, lest you form the kingdom of heaven, lest you end the works of the devil by going any deeper into the living waters. So, the deeper you go in the living water, the higher the level of temptation you see with Jesus Christ. I mean, he's continuously tempted by religious people every step of his ministry to people please, to serve mammon, to join the synagogue, to follow his mother. His parents came to take him home. They thought he'd go crazy. All this stuff comes at you that looks good and real reasonable to shut you down from going deeper in the glory of God that totally erases everything Satan and his angels have built through man's flesh and man's brains. The promised land, the Canaanite promised land, is everything built by people's brains and hands. Not that we're going to destroy all the stuff they built. We're going to destroy the spirits behind it. We'll destroy the spirit of Canaan and inherit the Canaanite land with all of its vineyards and all of its houses, just like it's written in the Bible. You will live in houses you did not build. You'll drink from vineyards you have not planted. Because all the works of Satan are through the flesh, through the brain and through the hand, the mark of the beast the mark of the slaves of those who serve under the magic spell of the moon. That's right. That's why you got to overcome the flesh, your own brain and your own hand, for the river of life to be your brain and the river of life to be your outstretched arm. Those who still rely on self have no part in the kingdom of heaven whatsoever. For that's the first initiation into the kingdom is the annihilation of of self in the forehead and self in the hand. It's called the mark of the beast. <laughs> it's you taking care of yourself instead of the river, God the Father, taking care of you. We call him Father, but we don't let him father us in the living water. So most of us are dealing with a tremendous amount of hypocrisy because we don't even know how to let the living waters father us because we were never even taught real Christianity in church to the point where the living waters, the springs of the waters of life, the fountain of life and the river of life are almost unknown in modern Christianity because our Christianity in the world is nearly entirely Jezebelic. And God's not going to fix it. He's going to destroy it with the flood of the real thing through a remnant of people like Noah and his family. Amen. And to whatever capacity we could be used, Use us, Father, to destroy all the works of the devil in the earth. Amen. Yeah, this is a time of complete fulfillment. <laughs> this is so good. This is so meaty. This is a time where 
we who are walking in the authority of the kingdom of God will strike the mark. For it says in Job chapter 36, Behold, he spreads his lightning about him, and he covers the depths of the sea. For by these he judges the people, the lightning and the water. He gives food in abundance. He covers his hands with the lightning and commands it to strike the mark. Its noise declares his presence. The cattle also concerning what is coming up. The cattle being that beast system, striking that mark of the beast of Cain. The mark of Cain, the mark of the beast, being completely cast down, completely judged and sealed. And the seven thunders, which are written in the book of Revelation, but the, the seven thunders and their noise was sealed. This is a time of the unsealing of the seven thunders and the, uh, the, the electricity lightning striking the mark. And I declare right now from my very hands that the mark is struck with the lightning. The mark of Cain is completely struck. The mark of the beast is shattered in the name of Jesus. Amen. It says they'll hide their faces from he who sits on the throne. Is it talking about Jesus only? No. It's talking about every overcomer that's overcome their own pride. I'm telling you, it's that simple. And you begin to experience it as you self-sacrifice, as you're convicted and refined and sanctified in your heart, purified from all your own unrighteousness, then the glory begins to shine through you. That's when people will hide their faces from you because you are sitting on the throne. Firstborn amongst many who will sit on the throne, the body of Christ. It's only revealed when we humble ourselves. Pride is the only substance that blocks the glory of God. You notice even in the scriptures, the rebellion did not block the glory from being received by rebellious people. He was a friend of sinners and tax collectors. You see it every single instance. You can see it from Genesis to Revelation. Rebellion is not strong enough to block God's pleasure from penetrating hearts. Religion is. Religion is that man's traditions that turns the word of God into no effect. 
Man's religion is what turns the glory of God into nothing. That you can't feel it. It says it in the Bible for your benefit. The only substance that can resist the glory of His presence and His divine Shekinah love. The Bible says it. I wouldn't have believed it. Oh, certainly nothing can withstand the glory of God. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says that those who turn God's Word into traditions make it of no effect. That if the religious spirit is working in your heart, you cannot feel the presence and power and glory of God. So that's the call to just get the religious hell out of your hearts and minds. Get the pride of Satan out of your hearts and minds. It's the pride of the devil that causes everyone to do wrong in the earth. It's what causes us to murder our brothers, to turn our backs on people who actually love us and are trying to build rewards up for us in heaven. It's shocking. It's startling. You'd think, oh, the strongest love would be embraced and people would be just drinking it everywhere. It's been the absolute opposite effect of growing in the agape, inward, sacrificial selflessness of the slain lamb in my life. It comes with rejection after rejection, betrayal after betrayal, and almost nothing else. Almost, It comes with a tremendous amount of Father God's glory. But you'll find that most people will shame you because they're not willing to sacrifice their own hearts to walk with you. Is it a lonely path? It is so lonely. <laughs> not in a bad way, in a holy way. Only one enters the Holy of Holies, and he once a year. But this Jesus entered the Holy of Holies once and for all. And who has entered into the Holy of Holies, the eye of the needle? Only he who's completely slain from the curse of self and his own pride. No unclean thing can enter the holy place. No unclean thing can pass through the cross of his blood. It stays on the cursed side. It stays in the kingdom of hell. The kingdom of hell will be washed in the lake of fire by people completely sacrificed of self through the blood of his cross. As you pass through, the only thing that makes it through the cross is your spirit. Amen. Nothing else. You could never bring anything through the cross into the presence of God the Father except your spirit born again in love with Jesus Christ. Now your soul is trying to get through the eye of the needle. And that's the renewing of your mind. People get a little smidgen. They pull a little part of their soul. Listen, it's room after room after room that you're pulling through the cross. People, I've seen so many apostles and prophets just like a snake pit manifesting demons. I've seen the most mighty men and women of God fail and fall year after year after year of ministry. No one is too great to not fall in this life. We have no idea yet what it takes to pull our souls through the cross into perfection. We've barely even tasted it. Even as the leaders of Christianity tasted the perfection of God the Father's soul. But that's where we need to go. 
Is it impossible? Yes. What God asks of us is completely impossible. What is impossible for man is possible for God. The spirit of truth will lead you and guide you into all truth. It's the spirit that pulls your soul through the cross to where your spirit is. The Holy Spirit pulls your human spirit through your soul into the heavens, into the very throne of Jesus Christ. It's true. You're seated with Christ in heavenly places and transfigured by the renewing of your mind, meaning every area of your mind is pulled from the external into the internal where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Christ in you, the hope of realizing the glory. The realization of the glory, that the glory is now through the gate of your born-again spirit. You literally disconnect your soul from all that's in the world, the external, and you connect your soul, your brain, your mind, your will, your emotions, to the greater one in you, disconnecting from Jezebel, false Christian light that's in the world. You want to know why people that follow the glory get betrayed so often? Because people around them have their souls connected to an external Jesus that is no Jesus at all. It's the Jesus that's in the world. It's the Jesus of the light that deceives. God comes, you know, Satan comes as God, as an external light. That's what scripture says. How many Christians you know serve an external Jesus God as their light? They'll go out and it's all about this external Jesus. Where's your Jesus? He's out there. Maybe he's flying on Neptune. Maybe he's in the sun. You know, maybe he's in Uranus. But he's certainly not inside you lest we make ourselves equal to God and become new covenant Christians. Seriously, that's what you're dealing with. Deception on a global mass epidemic that has rejected the new covenant. That Christ is actually in you and that God has made his home inside your flesh. Because if that were believed and acted upon, that would make you equal to Jesus Christ. That would make you his flesh, blood brothers, and blood sisters. And almost no Christians believe that because they're completely jam-packed full of Satan's pride and false humility. They reject the new covenant. They're bewitched of Jezebel. That is the current accurate situation in the world right now. You think it'd get better. People actually harden their hearts because it's the wide path of destruction having your soul attached to an external religious Jesus that pleases the unrenewed mind instead of the too good to be true, all the grace of God the Father living in your spiritual stomach, and now you're a temple equal to Jesus Christ himself, a gospel that's unknown in the church right now. The real gospel. <laughs> that you're the temple of the Holy Spirit, 1 Corinthians 6, 19. That the greater one has taken up residency in your flesh. Who is the Antichrist? What are we dealing with in this religious world? The spirit of Antichrist that sets itself up in the brain and denies that Jesus came into your heart, that he came inside your heart, that he lives inside your spirit, inside your stomach, and inside your chest, that he's not really in you because the religious spirit denies that Jesus came in your flesh. 
and then he points you to Jesus up in space so that every single Freemason Christian church you go to in the world has you worshiping the fallen angels as Jesus Christ. It's true. And it will all be revealed by the sons of God that know God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit on the inside, as it is written in Colossians 2.10. You are made full of the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and your spirit is already in full spiritual stature. Who has bewitched your brains to not see the throne of God in your hearts? Asking Jesus into your heart is putting your hand to the Ark of the New Covenant. It's living out of the very throne of God, day one born again. You're born in Zion. Psalm says they will say of these ones, they were born in Zion. It'll be so noticeable. You can tell these people are born of the Spirit and the waters by the glory beaming out of them. Why isn't that our expression of Christian faith? It's because of Jezebel. It's because of the false humility of the religious spirit that sets itself up in the temple, which is now your bodies, and causes abominations of divisions, turning us against each other because we don't know the promised land inside each other's hearts and we still judge by appearances. We still see the external man instead of like God, the Spirit, who sees the heart. So we're so carnal and immature. And most of us suck in at the bottle and can't handle strong meat. Can't handle the truth. But only the truth can set you free. And there comes a breaking point when you're so crushed by your own religious pride, and I'm preaching to myself all this message because I want it. Double-edged sword, cut me, Father, cut me. I love it. Sharpen us. And there comes a breaking point in our pride where we can no longer live for self, that we can no longer live a lie, that we can no longer live a deception in Christianity that this is about me. And we wake up and we come into a place of hatching and there's a new birth. And the spiritual man is regenerated. You're about to see people that think they know something actually get born again. You're about to see people that know hatch and glow. I'm telling you, salvation and the kingdom of heaven has been under your nose the entire time. It's been right here in your spirit. And the fallen angels, hundreds of millions of demons running around America and the world have had your minds looking for it on the outside when it was under your nose, like Obed-Edom. The ark was already in Israel. It was already in Israel. It was already in you. And we had our minds looking for it on the outside. And we've missed the new covenant. We've missed Christ in us. We've missed the river of life. Every single day, how do I get drunk? How, where is this river? Where are these springs? They're in your spirit. When you begin to look, not at self. I'm not talking about looking at self. I'm talking about Christ in you. I'm talking about looking at Christ, keeping your eyes fixed on Jesus. And Jesus is in you. You ask Jesus in your heart, millions and hundreds of millions of people have, and they're still bewitched. The issue now is to see him and know him fully on the inside of your spirits. Amen.
If anyone is joined to the Lord, they are one spirit with him. You're not separated. You're in union. The issue is your soul is disconnected from the fullness of the kingdom of heaven that indwells you bodily. Luke 17, 21. The kingdom of heaven is within you. <laughs> Amen. Not part of it, all of it. And it comes in seed form. The very DNA of God, the living Father, came into your spirit. And we look at that little seed, it's all oh, insignificant. It comes in the manger, it's a manger seed. I want to live in the Trump Tower. I want the high life. I want all this. He comes in such a humble way that we treat his seed as garbage. It's true. You see it every single day demonstrated by the apostles in the world. How we treat the full demonstration of the Father's glory. Oh, it is the, the greatest amount of disrespect and dishonor there has ever been in all time because the deception is so high right now. You could be walking with the Father perfectly like Jesus Christ and people will spit on you in every street corner in America right now. And then they're calling themselves in revival. But you haven't seen revival. Revival is when people honor the Father in His true nature of humility and virginity. Divine humility is power and strength beyond anything you could ever imagine. I was seeing this today, that supernatural humility is being in the lower springs, washing everyone's feet continuously with living waters. Mm. You're not walking in humility unless you're washing their feet. I'm not talking about in the external. Any Judas Iscariot can do that. I'm talking about in the spirit of glory. In the spirit. That you are so low in the springs of humility, in the true substance of faith, the evidence of faith, in the substance of the living waters, and you're washing their feet with glory. Everyone. Not just your friends and family members and people that agree with you. Most importantly, the Jezebels in your life. Your spouses. The Leviathans, the murderers, those that attack you, the people that say every lie about you on the internet, <laughs> all these backstabbing, betraying people out there that know nothing about God, but know everything about Satan, washing their feet. Because you know what? The ones that are most used of the devil need their feet washed the most. Loving your enemies with the waters of humility completely destroys the works of the devil. The devil has no one else to use. He's in those people because their, their root system, their hearts are open to the demons. So if you actually love your enemies, you close the roots for demons. The demons have no place they can operate in. They can't work through healthy hearts, only through sick, evil, twisted, demonic, prideful hearts. So when you wash prideful hearts and you wash their feet, it closes all the root system for the demonic to operate through and they can't even come into the surface of the earth anymore so we're going to come to a place of perfect humility of washing everyone's root system so the demonic can't even have a serpent hole it's like a snake hole that comes right through the bowels of the earth through people's root systems right through their heart and it'll come up it's not always on the surface it's usually dormant down in the serpent hole but the greater the glory the more it'll bring it to the surface 
to try to protect that stronghold in the root system, roots of pride. You got you know seven things that are detestable to the Lord written in Proverbs. It's like the f- counterfeit seven spirits of God. It's the counterfeit roots of David. And this root system of a black evil heart, of a prideful heart, a satanic religious heart, sucks all these serpents out of hell. And a person that has those evil things in them, it will come right out at different times. But then it will go right down into the deep, right into their bowels, right into their stomach, where their spirit's connected to the throne of Satan. And they'll externally be Christian sometimes, all this makeup. That's the horror of Babylon. That's the seven-headed beast. It's the full kingdom of hell's root system hidden inside Christians' bellies. And you deal with it every single day of your life. Two-faced liars, stains at your love feast, people whose roots are not loyal to the throne of Jesus but the throne of Satan, and they're only Christian outwardly. Jesus called them open graves. Their hearts were still connected to hell externally. They looked like the most perfect Christians. Then you come around someone who has the roots of David with the seven spirits of God blazing out of their belly with their whole heart attached to the throne of God and Lamb. It will reveal everything hidden in secret. All the lies, all the hypocrisy, all the manipulation, all the pretending and fakeness and makeup that people wear, all of it comes to the surface. And when it comes to the surface, they will murder the Son of God formed in that man and woman Because that's what Cain is. It's the counterfeit of God operating out of people's hearts. And it's being judged this season. Hallelujah. Amen. (laughs) Uh, It's a lot about what you think you know. And what you think you know blocks you from actually experiencing it and actually becoming real to you. Because wisdom only knows truth in the moment. Wisdom is a dance. It's a constant dance. And any wisdom that's taught to you even by God is not something you can hold on to. The moment you hold on to a piece of wisdom that God gives you, it will die because there's wisdom for every moment. And it's an experience and it's a relationship and it's a dance with God. It's an actual experience. Everything is experience. It's not about anything you know. None of you know anything. All of you, Anything that you know is a lie. Anything. Anything that you know is a lie. Oh, but not even anything that you know. You don't know anything. You don't know anything. <laughs> you don't know anything. Everything you know is a lie. It's wrong. It's a piece of crap that is blocking you from experiencing the living spirit of God and actually bringing you to life. And the light that's in you is actually darkness because you think you're alive and you think you know about God. And you might even think that you know God. But unless you are experiencing God, you're feeling God, you're living with God, hearing His voice and receiving manna, fresh bread every single day, a new word every single day, new water every single day. <laughs> it's a dance. And 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 the, the greatest lesson of wisdom is to value love. It's to value love like a pearl of great price. It's to value living in unison with the Spirit above anything else above anything that you think and and you'll start to not even think anymore you'll start you'll start to be thought by God you'll stop existing you'll start to be existed by God because it's no longer you that lives it's Christ that lives in you as you and through you <laughs> your your new name is Christ the old man actually died <laughs> and so you can't live Christ is the only living one and so when you die and let him live as you, that's the only way to ascend and live eternally.
It's not about knowing, it's about glowing. Enter like little children. The thing about little children is they know nothing. Our stumbling block as educated Americans is that we all know so much, but we glow so little. And if you even glow a little bit, and you want to glow more, you have to acknowledge that. That you are nothing and He is everything. That you can add nothing to the Trinity. Nothing in your entire spirit, soul, or flesh can add to the Spirit's perfection. The Spirit does not grow. The Holy Spirit is fully grown. He'll never grow anymore. He's always perfect. The issue is your brain yielding to the Holy Spirit of God. And as you give him room, by humbling yourself, he will come in and possess you more. That's how you go from glory to glory, from one degree of glory to another degree or dimension of glory. And every degree of glory requires a greater humility. Humility is not this one-time thing. Humility is actually the degrees of self-sacrifice. Selflessness, taking everything every day and killing it, especially the good things you have added unto you. So every good thing you have in your life and every bad thing, obviously. So you get rid of the bad things first that even the natural man can discern. The natural man can discern good and evil. The spiritual man can discern life and death. The difference is dramatic. So you start to get a little bit of spiritual discernment and your spirit built up by eating the Bible and putting the Bible into your spirit and growing your spirit. And you begin to discern what else needs to die and be offered until you can sacrifice everything that's from God in your life every day. I'm not talking about sacrificing the stuff from Satan. Even unbelievers do that. I'm talking about sacrificing the gifts of God. Unless a seed falls to the ground and dies, it cannot bear fruit. But it has to die daily. It's the flesh losing control to God the Father in your spirit constantly. That's what picking up your cross and following Him every day is all about. It's the total yielding to the perfection of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit without our additions to His perfections. Until He can be the fullness of Himself through your heart, soul, and flesh all the time. And that's where we're growing. That's the transfiguration of the soul. Your spirit's transfigured instantly. No question about that. Now your soul gets transfigured. And that's the development of self-sacrifice, learning His ways. Does anybody know God's ways after they're born again? Most people after they're born again don't know a single verse, don't know any of the history of Israel, don't know the Jesus, Genesis, God of the beginning. They don't know anything. They don't know the history of God. They don't understand. So after you're born again, you learn His ways. His ways are humility, and His ways are virginity, and they're only in the living waters. God doesn't want to teach you in the sand or in the air. He wants to teach you in the water. The sand and the air is the school of hard knocks. The prince of the power of the air, the dry place. And the sand, 
Jesus Christ was crucified where? Egypt. Allegorically, it is written in Book of Revelation. Egypt is the place of religion. You're not supposed to learn religion. Learning religion is learning Satan's dark secrets. It's true. It's putting your hand to Saturn's cube instead of the gold cube of Zion within. Most Christians learn to be priests of Saturn instead of Zion. (laughs) Most Christians, after they're born again, because of the current situation in Babylon the Great, actually put their hands to Saturn instead of Zion. It's true. It's a demonic counterfeit of Christianity. That's why their spiritual man doesn't grow and get developed into full spiritual stature. That's why their souls don't get transfigured. That's why the knowledge of the glory is practically unknown in most Christian churches in the world right now. And even in the best Christian churches, they only go so far. Because there comes a level of the knowledge of the glory that no building made by human hands can contain. That's the part of the river, Ezekiel 47, where your head goes underwater, that no man can cross, that no flesh can contain. That's when the walls come down and it hits society-wide. That's usually when we say no to God and settle for complacent satisfaction. We're going to go so deep, that's why we're so persecuted, because we went so far deep. None of this can be contained inside the old wineskin. None of this can be contained in Acts 748 buildings made by human hands. It's not possible. It would destroy any human church in the world if Red Letter Ministries was inside it. This is for the nations. This is for civilization. This is for the discipleship of cities and nations. Jesus Christ's true gospel is never to be contained in buildings. Only Jezebelic false Christianity can be contained in buildings in old wineskins. The synagogue structure, destroy this temple, I'll rebuild it in three days. But it wasn't the temple of Herod. It was the temple of his human body. This is the temple now, the body. And together, we are the third temple, the water temple made with living stones of our own souls. And we're still giving our sacrifices into the Babylonian temple, which is the tabernacle of Molech. Nearly every single Christian in the world still gives their tithes to Molech. Mm-hmm. It's true. And they actually cringe at giving their tithes into the tabernacle of David. 99%, it's more than 99%, it's far more than that. Because this is like unknown in Babylon the Great right now. The potent sorcerer has has deceived the whole world. Mm -hmm. But where we're going, these living waters will destroy the tabernacle of Molech. It's like Anna Roundtree's Heaven Waits the Bride, first chapter, goat's head battering ram. And it looked like the total destruction of Christianity as we know it. No, just the horror of Babylon. Just Satan and Cain and Wormwood. Just the arm of flesh and the mark of the beast and the beast system and the lying, deceiving, false Christianity that's in the world. And it's interesting that uh, Anna Roundtree's Heaven Waits the Bride has the destruction of that system, chapter 1. So does the final quest, chapter 1. And who was Satan's army marching against the mountain of the Lord? Born-again Christians, go figure, that have started in the spirit and tried to finish in the brain. And I marched with them. I've been around Satan's army. And they're not people in the occult. Listen, there's nothing more occult than being bewitched by Jezebel. We're out there condemning Halloween and Christmas as like, you know, some, some kind of pagan holiday too and all this stuff that people will get paranoid about. Listen, the most maximum amount of witchcraft, paganism, and satanic occult activity is having begun in the spirit and then getting bewitched and finishing in the brain. 
These are the servants of Jezebel in the whole world. That's the maximum occult that a human being can be because you get born again. And then the covenant people, you become the members of Balaam. And you start cursing Israel because you're in the flesh and not in the spirit. The company of Balaam is so huge right now of people that attack the company of the Holy Spirit Israel. Galatians chapter 6 to the Israel of God. How can the Galatians be Israelites because it's of the spirit circumcised of heart and not the flesh? The children of Abraham are the children of faith, not flesh. It has nothing to do with flesh. It's all about the spirit and the development of the spirit because God the Father is spirit. You can't serve and be of God's family unless you are in the spirit operating and living as a spirit and not a meat sack. Not according to the natural man, but according to the spirit man. We are the holy Israel of God. Paul says it. The book of Revelation says it even more clearly. And who comes first in the Israel of God in the book of Revelation? The tribe of Judah. And the prophets are in unity about this, all the real prophets in the world, that right now the tabernacle of David is being formed in the earth. Of the tribe of Judah, the first fruits of the sons of God, the ones that get their minds fully renewed to who they are in the Spirit. We all know about it in the Spirit. What happens when it's made our flesh? What happens when the Word in our spirit is made the flesh in our brains? Then we become the manifest sons of God. And the first manifest sons of God company to come forth, according to the Bible, is the tabernacle of David and the tribe of Judah of the 144,000. Very important, because the praise and worship leaders have to come forth, and it will open up all the sons of God to manifest, so that all the false humility of Jezebel can come off of everyone's hearts, and they'll spring forth, and the morning star will rise in their heart, and their day will dawn, and religion, and pride, and Cain, and Wormwood, and all the religion of Satan and his angels will be washed away in the whole world as we finally get revealed for who we are in the spirit through our renewed minds in the natural realm in Jesus name I want to take up an offering for the work that we're doing because this is truly a time where we are ascending and conquering the media mountain and there's no other blueprint and we are reaching you know millions a month millions of people and we have been pressing in and we have been doing the work of the priesthood faithfully and we're getting rewarded every day for that you know he he takes care of us but here's the thing bringing your offering to the lord's tabernacle before him that is the only area in the bible he gives us permission to test him he says can you not test me in this and i shall open the windows of heaven over you in the book of malachi we're passing the test. We're doing our job fulfilling the priesthood. But we know what we're up against. We're dealing with unbelief around finances for this final work. And we're going to shatter that too. And we want you to have the chance to pass the test. So it's real simple, you know, just just get in prayer. Just say, Father, what do you want me to give to this ministry? If you're hearing my voice right now, give this message. You should be praying and saying, what should I give to this ministry? We don't get the the benefit of passing around an offering plate, even though we have thousands of people watch within a day. You know, we might get a handful of people, if that, who give. 
could you imagine? Like, could you imagine the offering plate going around at Joel Osteen's and, and, and five people gave in the offering plate in the whole place? It's unheard of. But we have the blueprint of the new temple, and I really want to give you guys the opportunity to partner in that with this water work that we're doing covering the face of the earth and really impacting the entire nations. In Jesus' name. Yeah. This work is going to become mainstream Christianity, and everything of Christianity as you know it inside the building systems will melt because it's not the blueprint of the New Testament. It's not true. It's a lie. And so when the truth comes forth in the full blueprint of the city of God, go and make disciples of nations, and the media mountain will do that. This is God the Father's blueprint for the full expression of the kingdom of heaven. And everyone who participates with the kingdom of heaven will live in this expression of the city of God and the water temple of God. And it comes forth as the tabernacle of David. It comes forth now as the tribe of Judah. This is not a ministry like traditional worldly Babylonian 501c3 ministry. This is not that. This is the kingdom of heaven. We come from the throne of God and the Lamb and the river. There's life and death on every word. There always has been. But people learn the hard way because they don't have reverence for the word. They don't understand how in intense and important these words are for your life. <sighs> we live off of the word that comes from God. It's our daily bread. We take the things of God so lightly as if we have options in life of what words we can receive, the ones that suit me. It's true. You deal with this rebellion continuously in every relationship in your life. And the only place we're going to be healthy is when we have a constant diet of the words that come from the Father's throne only, with no mixture. And you've never, you've almost never known a Christian without mixture, especially in Babylon. Because you have the internet, you have 50,000 different shows out there, and people, everyone's saying something a little different. But you know what will bring unity? The living water. When it starts to rain, and it's going to be like acid rain. It's going to melt away the idolatry of man's opinions. You're not going to be able to have a hundred thousand different versions of Christianity soon. There will be one expression of Christianity. And it will be the throne of God the Father with men. The throne of God the Father in the flesh. So true unity of the brethren will be those who rally around the throne of God and on the throne. Revelation chapter 7. Who are these multitude beyond numbering? These are those who come out of the great tribulation. It is written. And you have a group on the throne, and you have a group around the throne. The multitudes of the great harvest. How did the multitudes come out of the potent sorcery of Babylon the great? How did they come out of the great tribulation? How is the harvest harvested? By you and I, the overcomers, who are seated on the throne, and stop denying our divinity. Yeah. And we get rid of the false humility and all the filthy religious blasphemous crap that says you are not gods. That you are not the sons of God. That you are not the brothers and sisters of Jesus Christ, co-heirs and partakers of His divinity. That you're not the temples of the Shekinah glory on the throne burning through us. And we're going to burn out all that stuff 
that says God's not in our flesh, all that antichrist stuff, that's what the overcomers are overcoming, the religious spirit of antichrist that denies the full divinity of Jesus in our flesh and Jesus taking over our brains. That every man and woman on the throne is the full expression of Jesus Christ. I'm not there yet. Well, listen, you are there yet. It's just your mind's not renewed to it. Your spirit is there. You're just awakening to where your spirit is. And those that fully awaken, and you awaken by agreeing with the truth that's hard to agree with. This is a hard to agree with truth because it totally fights the religious nature of man's false humility. It totally fights the curse of the fall. It totally fights Satan and his angels and all the brainwash of sorcery in people's brains saying, oh, I'm nothing, I'm just a sinner. I'm just stuck in the flesh. I can't change. I'm just going to put band-aids on. I can't be any better than what I'm given in life. Listen, the spirit of glory inside your heart can transfigure your brain into a completely different personality. The New Testament calls it a glorified personality. And 2 Corinthians 5.17, if anyone's in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are made new, especially the brain. Romans 12, 2, the brain has to be transfigured in the cocoon state. And the glory of God, by agreeing with the prophetic word, is what metamorphosizes the worm of the brain into the butterfly of the mind of Christ. And the metamorphosized brain has the full ability of the Spirit of God from the heart. Those abilities will be on full display. They are. You're seeing the glory of God going to come forth through the sons of God, not just in preaching, but on epic citywide and nationwide signs and wonders. And we share those signs and wonders almost every single day in the Red Letter Ministries group. There'll be more and more confirmations every single day until everyone in the world is without excuse. That you're either with the sons of God, you're with the throne of God the Father that's formed inside the flesh of men and women that carry the throne of God the Father on the inside. You're with them or you're against them and you're religious and your God's still out there flying on Nibiru and you'll probably be abducted by aliens. <laughs> Just like the Aztecs that serve the fallen angels. You're going to go the way of the fallen gods. Those that serve the fallen angels will be removed from the earth. Those that serve the tabernacle of David. The tabernacle of David is people that have fully realized Christ within them and manifest the throne of God and the Lamb from within their own hearts, inside their own flesh. That's what the tabernacle of David is. That's what forms the city of David and the water temple of Ezekiel. Ones fully awakened to the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit inside their bodies. Amen. Yeah, when he was saying that, it reminded me, I actually had a vision this morning of... Um, aliens hovering over the earth for this like last final peak of Armageddon and aliens were hovering over the earth and they were sending light beams down to the earth and they were bringing a false new Jerusalem. They were bringing a, a false heaven and all these people were flocking to the light beams like saying, oh, like heaven's coming down, heaven's coming down and they, and they were getting abducted. And I had that vision just this morning. And it's right now, If it's so important that you know God. The world is going to be... the. The way that you know the world is going to be completely changed. It's going to be taken off like a garment and cast off completely. It's the, the natural realm will cease to exist. The elements will burn in a fervent heat. You might not understand that your job will burn in a fervent heat. 
your paper money will burn in a fervent heat, your clothes will burn in a fervent heat, everything you own, your physical body, will be burned in a, in a fervent heat. The only eternal investment there is in the entire universe is in God himself. The only eternal investment ever. Um, I spend like nine, ten hours a day soaking in the Holy Spirit because that's the only eternal investment there is. That's that's all that there is. Some of you might only get saved by the very skin of your teeth because when those elements melt and your brain melts, everything that you know is going to melt, everything that you've built in the natural realm is going to melt, and the only thing that will remain is the relationship with God that you've built, the intimacy that you've built with God. That's the only thing. And some of you, God might say to you, go away from me. I never even knew you. You weren't with me. You knew some aliens. <laughs> you can go with them, but... But the only relationship, the only thing that lasts is your relationship with God. Because when you're in intimacy with God inside of yourself and inside of other people in unity, you it builds. You get close to God and it builds and light comes through your soul. And then that part of your soul is redeemed and that, that part of the soul can come up through the eye of the needle in the spirit. And then when you bring more of your soul into intimacy with God and you bring more of a sacrifice and you go, you know what? I don't need to check the ding on my phone right now. I'm having an experience with God. I love him. And, and, and you bring more of your soul, and that's a sacrifice. And that part of your soul comes through the eye of the needle. The only thing that matters is God. You're on this earth for such a short period of time. Like, such a short period. Well, you're on this earth the way that it is now for such a short period of time. Honestly, it's not that much longer. <laughs> you need to get serious about where you're investing your time. Where, where you're sitting in stillness and meditation with God is important now more than ever before to really just be sacrificing your relationships with people, the time that you hang out with people, doing just like stupid stuff, <clears throat> going to parties. I mean, <laughs> it, it, it goes far. It, go, it goes far. I, I, I quit my job for a while and just traveled and just traveled and, and met God. And that's going to last for eternity. That's going to last for eternity. <laughs> And it's funny because Jake's message is the same thing we've been preaching, which is we're looking for the external light, you know, and we're thinking that there's these light beings that are external that are going to come. That's not the way of the kingdom. It's, it's the internal God living in us where the spiritual house being built up is living stones. And look, there's authority that we have over that light, but that fallen light will deceive many. It will deceive many and, it, and people will go to it and they'll say, oh, look, he's over here. Look, he's over there. <clears throat> but it shall not be so, for he's inside of you. Yeah. Amen. Look, and it's just, <clears throat> this is a time for us. Uh, we're already in the Father's intimate pleasure. What do you do when you're in love with somebody in the natural? Like when you have, you found your spouse and you're, you, you know, you're, you're preparing yourself to get married around it. You go on a lot of dates. You go have a lot of fun. You go do things together and you grow in intimacy. That's what we're in right now. Like this is the funnest job on earth. Because we are so connected with God, we're just in His eternal joy already. Pleasures forevermore. And it's only going to get more fun for us because we're continuing to renew our flesh. We're getting more free in the Spirit of the Lord. And it's like it says in the book of Esther, where they were given back the authority and the signet ring was returned to Esther and Mordecai. And it said that, uh, that they went and had jubilee in the streets. And at that time, it was dangerous to not be a Jew because of how joyful they were. That's what we're entering here. It's the forerunning of the millennial reign where we get to party with the Lord. And we're already in it. We're partying every day. Uh, why do you think we, we come uh, uh, drinking and eating, you know, drinking the, the cup of glory? 
because it's been stored up for the last day. And we just get to have fun with the Father. It's, it's what he's been longing for the entire time. It's what he took the cross for. Mm. If you're not partying with God in, in a holy way, I'm not talking flesh works. If you're not partying with God in a holy way, you, you've denied the full sacrifice of the cross. Yeah, the party's in the river. 2020 is going to be a year of partying in the river. I feel like the end of 2019... <clears throat> is judgment. I mean, the judgment towards Jezebel today was like the full release of the Lion of the tribe of Judah. And you understand that these enemies are inside people's hearts that you're supposed to love. That's one of the main things we misunderstand because the enemy will get us being nice and gentle to people serving demons in their heart. And I'm not saying be mean to people. I'm saying have discernment and learn how to uproot the enemies of Christ inside hearts. The greatest example of the uprooting of Satan from a person's heart is in Acts chapter 9. Saul of Tarsus riding on his donkey to Damascus. The father speaks a word and strikes him right in the heart and strikes him off his donkey, which is the destruction of his pride. That was the most loving act ever recorded in the Bible. But it nearly killed him, and it blinded him for three days. That is the most perfect demonstration of the Father's love you've ever seen. And the pride in people's hearts is at a Saul of Tarsus level everywhere. Everywhere. So the most loving thing you can do is speak a fireball, the Word of God, Jesus Christ, with so much glory in it, and put it not into the brain. That's where we've missed it. That's why we get so many fakes and flakes and backstabbing betrayers everywhere because we weren't minister in the brain. Right in the heart. You strike the heart and you'll hatch the person. And later on, they'll be very thankful because you got the roots. And only in the transformation of the spiritual heart will you ever see the transfiguration of the human soul. Amen. Glory. God, God loves it sometimes when someone's talking to you about some useless crap and you just close your eyes and ignore them and just close your eyes and just go into intimacy with God and you actually value God more than people's useless crap and people-pleasing. People-pleasing is one of the biggest things that once that's cut out of your life, you will start getting so high. You'll start experiencing God in such a more profound way. People-pleasing is one of the biggest things. It's an idol. You know, when someone's talking to you in their soul and you just know it's not right and you know that they have a a facade and they have a mask on and they're just doing it for weird reasons to get some sort of affirmation from you. You know, sometimes, and this totally caught me off guard because I grew up in Babylon, but Jesus is happy, really happy when you ignore people and you just close your eyes and you just go back in intimacy with him and you just laugh and just start, start smiling because you love Jesus and then they'll freak out cause, because your life is built on the solid rock and theirs is built on shifting sands and then you can burn them like that and it doesn't even necessarily always have to be like oh I just closed my eyes it's that posture, it's that heart mm-hmm. you don't come into their soulishness you stay above it, you just ignore what they're saying completely you don't take it into yourself and you're focused the entire time on just laser beaming, should kind of light into their heart to blow up and just completely 
completely obliterate all all the darkness in them. Only the anointing can teach you how to do stuff like this. It, it's it's an actual spiritual practice that God Himself will teach you how to do. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was silent before his shearers. If a person can't receive correction, rebuke, training in righteousness, wisdom, you know, a lot of people are so messed up they can't receive love. Yeah. You can still burn around them. That will soften their hearts. So you have discernment of where people are at. Oftentimes trying to force your hand of transformation upon people yeah. causes them to harden their hearts. Yeah. Most spouses do this. They have expectations of the other spouse and they actually harden their hearts by trying to force them to be something they're not supposed to be. All transformation comes from self-sacrifice. And as the Father is formed in you, it transforms everyone around you with fire automatically but never as the mind expects. That's the hardest thing for us that are on the path of glory, who know the glory of God and the knowledge of the glory, and we're going from glory to glory, and we love the glory, and we're in personal revival, is the expectations we put on others. Listen, we don't put expectations on others. This is a get-to, not a have-to. We keep transforming ourselves. We keep humbling ourselves and going lower, and by our demonstration of being fully sacrificial lambs on the altar of God for others, slain with the lamb, crucified with Christ, no longer living, but just pouring our lives out as a drink offering of the river of life on the sacrifice of the nations, they will see the agape selfless love if we are consistent in practicing righteousness. It's so misunderstood that we have to model it for years. For years. Not Don't think you're going to get by with just weeks or months. You have to be consistent for years to change people's minds. That what you're walking in is the truth. And it's the consistency of fruit year after year, month after month, week after week, day after day, hour after hour, second after second, that it's just the glory of God that becomes the witness of God's glory on earth. And people can come and say, I know that's true. I've seen that weather every storm. Heaven and earth will pass away, but their form of Christianity sure won't. Because they, they're all about just practicing the throne of God inside their hearts. They're never shaken. Everything that can be shaken, shaken around them, but their faith is... Why? Because we know Him on the inside, building on the solid rock. And it built us all the way up into our souls to be fully attached to His soul, one soul with Him. Not just one spirit, one soul and one flesh. <laughs> The body of Christ is also the flesh, bones, and blood of Christ. And that's the time we're entering of such unity in the flesh. Not just the spirit, but the flesh. And when people see unity in the flesh, they'll see the city of God on earth. That's when the glory becomes physically manifest, when it's not just hidden under a bushel, but it's shown before men. Let your light so shine before men that they can see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven, that you're no longer just spiritually one on the inside of your body, but then, you know, false humility in the soul so no one can see it. But you have the true humility of the soul that let your face shine. Stephen with the glowing face, Acts chapter 7. Perfect humility. Oh, you're so prideful, Stephen, showing everybody how glorious you are, how smart you are. No, that was perfect humility. His face glowing like an angel. 
People right with God glow in the glory. And people try to shut it down because they're not glowing because it reveals their works are evil, that they're still religious and they're serving demons. So let your light shine. Never hide your glory. Never hide your light. Burn through people's souls. You have the full permission from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ in the heavenly Sanhedrin to burn through people's souls in maximum blazing fire Shekinah glory, which is the true agape love of God. The glory of God is the agape of God. The knowledge of the glory is the knowledge of the agape that covers the earth as the waters cover the sea. It's the liquid love. The floods of glory are the floods of agape. That's how little we know about divine love. It's the same measure we have the knowledge of the glory in our souls and through our bones and blood. Glory. Amen. If the Holy Ghost puts it on your heart, you guys, partner with Red Letter Ministries. Be a part in this ministry. It's not just an organization. It's the kingdom. It is truly the tribe of Judah, of the 12 tribes that come forth. And if that's a hard cup to swallow, please test the spirit and test the fruit. Don't just reject it because church taught you otherwise. Scripture teaches us to be good Bereans. Study the Scriptures. Everything we bring to you every day at Joel's Bar is from the Bible. Even though it's the deeper things of God, it's written in Scripture, and it's interpreted in the deep places of the river of life. Just because it's deeper than anything you've ever experienced doesn't make it wrong. It makes it actually way more right. It'll make it way more glorious. So you're going to really have to stay open-minded and humble in order to go deeper in the glory. And it's the funnest thing anyway. It's the only thing that cuts us off from having more fun with God is our own pride. Saying we can't do that, that's not acceptable, that's not good. Here, there, there are little religious demons everywhere cutting us off from having fun in the river. Splish, splash with Dad. <clears throat> Swim time with Dad. <laughs> Water Olympics with Dad. Becoming glory octopus with Dad. Living underwater. Amen. Going into the Merman Mall at the bottom of the sea. Holy Ghost. <laughs> Finding a spouse at the Merman Mall because 700 mermen are hard to find underwater. Holy Spirit. <laughs> Amen. You actually find all the greatest gifts of God underwater. These words are to be anchors for your soul, not in the air, but in the water. People run from these words because will. if it sticks to your soul, it will pull your soul down into the water. <laughs> Our words are anchors, logos, living words that will like put an anchor right through the, the brain and pull the brain down into the living water. People don't want to get pulled down because, oh, I want my brain built up into the air. I want to be puffed up in pride. They're building the Tower of Babel. The true preaching of the Word of God is like throwing anchors in, into people's skulls and pulling them down into the ocean of glory. Yeah. And you can sink all the way down to the bottom of the ocean. There's a throne in the bottom of the ocean. It's the throne of Jesus Christ. <clears throat> Underwater, you'll find the city of God. You'll find the new earth. You'll find all the gifts in your destiny scroll. You'll find all where your real friends are. They'll never backstab and betray you. All the realest, coolest people on the planet. And the whole city of David will be underwater. 
The whole kingdom of heaven will be underwater. The whole future world will be underwater. The knowledge of the glory covering the earth as the waters cover the sea. There will be no more sand and there will be no more air. So get used to it right now so that you can invest in the future of this world that is only going to be underwater. Most people are so deceived that they're investing in a system that has no future. Babylon the Great has fallen, and all the businessmen lamented because she fell in one day. Come on. Invest in the living water. Build your whole life in the water world of the glory of God. And the words are the anchors down into the bottom of the sea. And live there and move there and have your being there and all of your words get transformed as your heart gets transformed and when you speak, you'll speak anchors and pulling people down into the deep waters of the ocean of God's love. You can live in a greater glory. Amen. (laughs) And we already trapped y'all. We already spoke a word into your soul and it doesn't return void, so sorry, gotcha. <laughs> Share the broadcast later. with some friends. Best way to get this message out is word of mouth and sharing the videos with people. Start talking to them and let all this stuff completely enrich your life and glorify your life. Your fruit get big. People start eating big, glory fruit right <coughs> off your soul. When they're talking with you, they're talking with God because God's fruit is bore on your soul. The fruits of the Spirit is the evidence of someone intimate with God. And you can get your fruit to be promised land fruit. People won't even believe the size of your fruit. You're like Joshua and Caleb coming back with Jurassic-sized grapes from the promised land on the pole. Oh, my God. But it's too good to be true. It's too heavily guarded. The giants will kill us. We can't have that much fun. But then it's like start eating it and focus on the fruits. And the fruits will actually get you so so strong that you can't see the giants anymore. And the giants become the grasshoppers in the land. It's focusing on the fruits of the Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit, the river of the Holy Spirit, the glory of the Holy Spirit, and the word of the Holy Spirit that makes the fruit so big in your soul that it doesn't matter how much unbelief there is in the room, how many people disagree with the true gospel of the living waters and the river of life and they're full of Jezebel Christianity. It doesn't matter if the whole world's against you. Joshua and Caleb set themselves up against the whole 10 million person nation. You know, two guys, very confident. Oh, so prideful. We can take them. Everyone's like, nope. Oh, but they had faith. Listen, faith in the promised land is misunderstood right now. Because not very many people have vision into the fullness of God's glory. Into the hundredfold glory realm of divine love with the Garden of Eden available for everyone that's opening up. But I'm telling you, the pioneers of the promised land are speaking to you today with Jurassic fruit that you can eat and get so strong in that people will change their mind. They change their mind by eating the grapes, by drinking the wine. Oh, it's good. You'll never believe in a hundred million years until you taste and see that the promised land is good. It's coming on a pole. The pole is Christ crucified. The grapes are the the wine of his love. You're drinking the blood from his side and and it starts to transfigure you. Your whole being gets glorified. And all of that starts to go through you. And you put your shoulder to Joshua and Caleb's pole. You put your shoulder to the cross and start carrying the glory in Jurassic-sized wine grapes. And everybody starts eating the flesh of Jesus off of you, which is the glory of God. They start eating big, tasty, juicy grapes. 
They start eating the kingdom of heaven, the glory dimension, right off of your soul, right off of your flesh. They start drinking your blood, eating your flesh, because you're carrying Jesus. It's not about us. It's about putting our shoulder to the pole, like Joshua and Caleb, and letting them eat Jesus Christ and drink Jesus Christ in the fullness of his promised land, love, glory. Amen. (laughs) Will you uh, lead us in glory communion, Brandon? I don't have any uh, food. Do you want to grab some donuts? <laughs> yeah. All right, let's do it. <laughs> some of you just need to picture yourself doing this in the natural so it can hit your spirit. Whoa. All right. <laughs> has been poured out. <laughs> Maybe communion was a bad idea. <laughs> Things are getting messy. We can't the, handle the drinks. The flesh and blood is so messy. <laughs> you have to be a total cannibal. greater glory by your flesh and by your blood. Let all the pride in our hearts and all the lust in our hearts and all the pride and lust in our minds be completely incinerated out of us as we partake of your perfect flesh and blood, Lord Jesus Christ, and are transfigured by taking your flesh and blood as communion today in Jesus' name. Amen. Don't 
to a wield. <laughs> Lord, have we completely trashed the natural dimension enough with your glory? Uh-huh. We need to get more undignified than this. <laughs> How much more damage can your flesh and blood do to Lord Jesus to the natural realm? <laughs> That's what I want to see. <laughs> There's like this cloud of glory like before us. Because literally the Garden of Eden is before us, so I pick some of the fruits Uh, and I pass them on to you guys. uh, (laughs) Eat some of the Jurassic grapes with us. (laughs) (laughs) Open your mouth. Let the full weight of the Father's government from our hearts rest upon your souls and sift you and remove every unclean thing from your mind and your heart and your flesh, curing every sickness and disease at the sound of my voice. If you want that today, just ask for the full (laughs) sanctification of the throne of God, the temple of God, and the city of God to fully come upon you, to live sealed in the kingdom of heaven on earth, in the new earth, and in the new heavens. The new earth and the new heavens is a place you can live in already. <coughs> it's a place that everyone will live in the future, but it's a place you can live in now by faith in the spirit of glory. It's, it's a dimension where you're in the city of God and you're in the temple of God. The temple of God is in Revelation. It says it's the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb. So you're, when you have the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb fully formed in your heart and renewed through your mind, you're living in the temple, night and day in the temple, always in the uh. temple. And you're in the city, and the temple's in the city. That formation of that city and that temple is what is formed in us on earth, on earth as it is in heaven. So just ask for the throne, the white throne judgment seat of Christ to sift you, to sift your heart, to judge your heart. The fastest way to live in the promised land is to receive all the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit's judgments into your heart and into your soul. Yeah into your flesh. Because then all the stuff that we can't even see that blocks us from the greater glory gets judged. And you're going to squirm. We all squirm. I mean, there's just no man or woman, no matter how awesome they were in history past or history future, they didn't squirm under the refiner's fire. So it's going to look a little ugly. It's like tying up a sacrifice and putting on a brazen altar. I mean, like, who wants that? Every animal is going crazy. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. You're going to die. You're going to die daily. And you'll you'll come to a place of burning the flesh and your heart and your soul that it no longer seems like a sacrifice anymore because you're so constantly crucified with Christ to live in the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit and your whole spirit, soul, consciousness, mind, and flesh, bones, and blood all the time. But it starts by being willing volunteers. There's still an opportunity for willing volunteers right now to bind themselves like an animal sacrifice and to be burned on the gold altar before the Father's throne so that the Father can use you mightily 
in the future, everyone's going to be burned whether they like it or not. Right now, there's free will so that you can be highly rewarded by coming willingly and volunteer, volunteering in the day of our power. It's the day of the throne of David and the tabernacle of David's power. And to be great in the kingdom is to come as volunteers like the Gadites. The Gadites that came to David when he was in the wilderness were the lion-faced warriors. David was in exile. David was living in caves. David didn't have much money. He was having to rob other people, the Philistines, just to feed his armies. He's going into cities and like asking for offerings, and no one's giving him anything. And he's just the enemy of Saul, and everyone's into Saul because Saul is like the nice organized religious system. That's what we do. 501c3, you know, all this stuff in America. But the, the David system is the organic underground from the cave for the people, by the people, outside your institution religion movement of the Messiah that's coming forth now. And so it'll, the volunteers that came in first were the Gadites that became David's mighty warriors. There is still an open door for Gadites to be transferred into Red Letter Ministries. I tell you the truth. Into the tribe of Judah. Be, while we're still in the cave. This, we're still in the cave in the crack house in the ghetto. While things are still small. And it will soon become so big and so mainstream. That it will con- completely consume the Saul system. And the whole expression of Christianity will become the tabernacle of David. Will become the tribe of Judah. Um. Will become the holy nation Israel. Through all society. Without religious walls. Without denominations. Without buildings made by human hands. We're talking about the kingdom of heaven. But we're still in the time of recruiting Gadites. And I feel the Father's recruiting some people right now that are watching. That are going to be volunteers. That the opportunity is being handed to you on a silver platter. To be volunteers in the day of our power. While we're still living in the caves. Not running from Saul. But just not fully revealed yet to the whole nation. Glory. The quickest way to get there, if you want to get there, is the wrath of the Lamb. The wrath of the Lamb is your best friend. (laughs) The wrath of the Lamb is your absolute best friend because it's death to everything that is not good and life to you. Um, So the bowls of wrath that get poured out on you is something you can smoke. You can smoke a bowl of the wrath of the Lamb. And it's you saying... (laughs) Your judgments are good and pure. Your judgments are holy and just. <laughs> and you just take it at face value. You release your idea of what good is. You admit that you don't even know what good is. And you say, God, whatever you say is good, that's what good is. And I want that to be what what happens. I want you to grind me into a powder. I want you to tear me limb from limb. I want you to absolutely destroy my free will. I want you to, to, to access the core of my being and completely... Just give your control over to God entirely. <laughs> Glory. Amen. It's good stuff. Mm, a lot of intense stuff being released today. So, with this high release today of the Word of God and the angels of God upon your soul, It's good to do some soaking, some refreshing, and to rest in the Word, and to rest in the water of the Word. And the ministers that minister salvation to your souls, the angels in the living waters of the living Word. And let them work on you in the river. 
Let them refresh you. Let them heal your hearts. Let them renew your minds. Let them change your circumstances and situations. Let them bring your whole house into divine order inside the house of David. Let the, let the glory of God bring your whole house, vibrate and shake your whole house into eternal perfection in the tabernacle of David. Can you imagine the people that bring their house into the future kingdom now? These people will be so blessed you can't even imagine the rewards for those bold enough right now to bring their entire lives into the tabernacle of David when it's not popular, when everyone's against it, it's not mainstream. But I'm telling you, that's the boldness and the courage it takes for this movement to spread. So bring your whole house into Judah. Bring your whole house into praise. Bring your whole house into the river of life. Bring your whole house into the water city of David. Bring your whole house into Jezreel, the boiling waters. Bring your whole house into the water temple and let it be washed and set up your house on a firm foundation to serve the living God in the eternal glory, refined through and through so that you cannot be shaken by anything that comes upon the world in the coming days. In Jesus' name, amen. If you'd like to give and support this ministry and this growing community and all of our works, you can donate at redlettermen.com and be blessed. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Amen. Amen. <laughs>